GPPR's senior interview editor, Kevin Barcelo here. In this mini-episode of the podcast, I interview the Financing Innovation Panel from the Georgetown University Latin American Conference. I ask Norman Anderson, CEO of CGLA Infrastructure, and panel moderator Jason Marzak, director of the Latin American Economic Growth Initiative, Atlantic Council, about trends in innovation in Latin America. I then talk to Ivan Cuello, Director of Business Development and Strategy for, Le- for the Latin American Private Equity and Venture Capital Association, and Gabriel Espana, Principal Investment Officer, Manufacturing Agribusiness and Services in the IFC, about investing in Latin America. So... Um, at this point, the reality of the end of the commodities boom is here to stay. Economies should no longer rely on commodities as the drivers for growth and development. How have you seen investments changing in the region given this new reality? You want me to answer that question? <laughs> Look, you know, it's a real issue because, the, you know, from what I see in Latin American economies, once you get away from the commodity boom, you've got to start to focus on how you create the kinds of reforms that are going to allow economies to become much more productive. So Professor Valenzuela start, talked about the fact that um, the import substitution model you know, went away and, and that allowed for growth, but you're probably going to see some variation of that return to Latin America in the sense that the region needs to start to, instead of exporting everything it produces, it needs to figure out how to transform do value added for some of the areas in which it's uh, in which it's incredibly strong, so that uh, exports are more highly value added exports, and you create uh, really interesting jobs internally. And one of the things we talked about as well is the, you know, I'm an infrastructure person. The tremendous transformation going on in terms of how infrastructure is done and the materials used for infrastructure and. Uh, and that, that's going to create a lot of opportunities for, for Latin America. So, so we see that business innovation is a, is a huge opportunity, but you're going to have to do, going to the last question that was asked, you're really going to have to address as well that big question of how do you, address, how do you help businesses uh, be successful, especially innovative businesses in the region. So that, that's, what, uh, that's what I think the region needs to look at, given the, the decline in easy money given the, the, the uh, disappearance of easy money for the region. Right. And I know you're the infrastructure guy. Do you see that as the main driver of innovation in the region, or are there any other sectors? No, I mean, infrastructure is certainly not the main driver of innovation in the region, but infrastructure investment is going to be the main driver and this, the, the base for GDP growth in the region. And so if there's going to be growth in the region in the next couple of years, there's got to be a tremendous amount of serious infrastructure investment. Great. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. You're next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got another one. Okay. Great. I was trying to to get out of it. (laughs) No worries. Well, we're glad to pull you back in. All right, so um, we're going to do the same question for all the panelists. Well, I think, first of all, the end of the commodities boom is something that was um, long anticipated, and it presents a unique opportunity for the region. I think that oftentimes what happens during commodity boom is uh, governments get um, uh, are so, so satisfied with the level of investment that's coming in strictly for commodity-based products, and that there is a lack of innovation that sometimes is, is spurred when there is a commodity boom, simply because 
because easy money is coming in through the commodities. And so now that the commodity boom has, has ended, and there still are commodity exports to the, the rest of the world, um, this really spurs the need for uh, Latin American countries that are positioned to do so to, to begin to think through and push forward that transition to a knowledge-based economy. Because as we look forward uh, to the next 10 or 15 years, the growth in the region and growth, frankly, in the world is going to be growth in knowledge-based industries. And so the end of that boom will really, I think, help to spur governments to think about what more can be done to facilitate innovation in knowledge-based uh, industries. And at the same time, it's incumbent upon governments to ease the the access to financing for those innovators, that there is a decent amount of uh, regulatory red tape that exists, and not only regulatory red tape, but there's um, other layers across society. There's just a, a, a mismatch uh, with the uh, investment potent- investment that could come in and the innovators and uh, small business that require that investment. So the more we can put together that investment with the innovators, uh, the more uh, successful we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, more successful opportunities we'll see across the region. Great. Great. Thank you very much. much. Thank you. So in your particular experience, what have been your greatest success stories or winning strategies from investing in Latin America? And how have you built upon these successes? So um, as we are a non-for-profit organization, so we can can talk about the success stories from our member firms that have done in in the region. And as I mentioned before, one of of our biggest successes is that investment in, in, in that software company called Globan based out of Argentina, which the EBITDA grow 46% when af- after the investment was done by the private equity firm. But we also have seen success stories such as a new bank, which is a, a new startup that is coming from Brazil. They have investment from Sequoia Capital, local uh, funds in the region such as Casec Ventures. And it's, how, it's an idea that is actually revolutionizing the lending, plan, the lending business in Brazil. As you know, high interest rates and the financial sector in Latin America suffers from high interest rates, which it's very difficult for people, normal people, to get bank, bancarizados into, into the system or get into the system or even for companies to grow at growth rates, really uh, important growth rates. So this platform is actually allowing people to have more access to the banking system with lower interest rates so it's revolutionizing all the financial sector in 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 brazil but we can talk a lot about a lot of cases that it's important uh to tell these stories because even though we see that there's a lack of capital and then the innovation is still a long way to go we've seen cases and we continue seeing cases so i see that the Latin American uh, region is going to be showing and and there are going to be a lot of startups as ideas are going to be growing and and actually we're going to see a lot of success stories in the coming year, I'm sure. Great, great. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly the, the... It goes back to the humans that are behind the initiatives, and it's about the passion that they, when we talk about innovation, we have to think about the passion that the people is putting on, on their initiatives. And that's the first thing. I mean, you have to find, for us, it has been very successful to identify, identifying the right sponsors with the right passion. And it can be an entrepreneur or intrapreneur inside the large corporates. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is that uh, the, the cases that have been very successful are the ones that can be uh, replicable and scalable. 
because in the scale is when you get economies that help you to make the whole thing more efficient. And that's that's those are the examples, and we have seen this in, in, in middle-income countries, Peru, Colombia, Venezuela, and Mexico. Okay, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the GPPR podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in more, check out gppreview.com, our Facebook page, GPP Review, and our Twitter, at GP Policy Review.